Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Have you recently got into cycling and wondering, what should I eat while I'm out for a ride to sustain energy? Or are you a seasoned cyclist and would love to get away from all the sugary snacks that are on the market? Well, I have you covered. I've been looking for better whole food alternatives for cycling snacks to bring with me on short and long rides. I've been researching and trying different recipes, especially for the best, yummiest, and easiest snacks you can create at home. Download my first edition of Cycling Snacks today at www.askcoachsylvie.ca, tested and kid approved. Now enjoy the episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou, who's sitting in Chelsea, Quebec, Canada. And I have the lovely Marianne Ibsen, who is sitting not too far from me in Ottawa, Ontario, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> just, we're just like stones throw away from each other. We should really be in a cafe talking on doing this podcast together. Mm-hmm. So with regards we got marianne coming in here i found her on one of our local women's cycling pages and she posted up she had a podcast and i was like oh my god she's a cyclist and she's a podcaster and we should be talking together so that's why i invited her onto the podcast so here's a little bit about marianne before we bring her out uh marianne is an inspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover as i am her main activities include hiking cross-country skiing cycling gravel and road rock climbing yoga and and staring at mossy rocks I like that's when you're hiking in the Gatineau Park. <laughs> um, her outdoor achievements include summit, summiting Kilimanjaro and Everest Base Camp. I've been there too, not Kilimanjaro, but up in Nepal. Uh, Marianne's uh, is a trusted media professional of over 12 years of experience in radio, broadcasting, television, voiceover, and live hosting. So she could probably give me a couple of little tips here. In the summer of 2021, Marianne shifted her focus from radio to her own voiceover business and in 2022 launched her podcast, Let's Take This Outside. So I'm hoping to... So welcome, Marianne, to oh, thank my you. podcast. <laughs> I, I love not having to prep myself. This is so nice to be on the other side of it. It's so good. I know. Don't you find it just a little bit nerve wracking sometimes? You're like, oh, my God, what are they going to ask? And how are we going to talk? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just I'm just stoked to talk about the outdoors. <laughs> to be honest, this is the great. This is a good scenario. I know. I love this because, um, you know, we were just saying that you know, being in Chelsea and the Gatineau Park is, we always say, you know, it's a blessing when you live in this area that we are so close to so much nature being here. But let's just start off the conversation with um, how did you get into cycling? And then we'll morph it right into like all of your outdoor stuff, which we can probably talk at length about. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, so cycling is a newer <clears throat> activity for me. Um, and al- also um, <laughs> following what you do and your leadership in, in the cycling community for females is inspiring. So first of all, thank you thank for you. what you do. Um, and also, I really think I need to take one of your your courses on maybe uh, on, on <laughs> <laughs> we can we can go climb pink together and you can see how slow oh definitely <laughs> uh so honestly uh the cycling thing started in in the pandemic when it first all happened mm-hmm. um i 
am an avid hiker. I was trail running at the time. I found I always felt like injured and hurt. And everyone's like, you'll love cycling. You love cycling. And I'm the kind of cyclist when I, you know, I rode a bike as a kid, but it was never anything that was mm-hmm. huge for me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I felt stable at the time. I felt good. So I went to Bush Taka and shout out to Todd at Bush Taka, um, <laughs> who hooked me up with a gravel bike. My first, mm-hmm. uh, a Cannondale. Oh, very and nice. We're, and we're going to go into the love-hate relationship I have with my beautiful, beautiful bike <laughs> <laughs> later on. I might be able to give you some tips to make later. you love your bike. No, like... <laughs> I, I love her so much, and I don't know if she loves me <laughs> quite oh. as much. It's a one-way relationship, I think. Oh, my we've gosh. Been, we've been on some epic adventures together. So I bought a gravel bike and uh, instantly instantly fell in love with it next thing you know you're getting different kits and it's just a whole lifestyle right it's this whole situation you realize how many people in ottawa and gatineau who ride we have this beautiful gatineau park where they shut down the parkways mm. uh, um i love gravel cycling i love it uh specifically out near like carlton place is one of my favorite oh, spots yeah. to gravel ride don't necessary love necessarily love gravel riding um north north of chelsea it feels very sandy and i'm not very good um mm. so i i bought this gravel bike love it and then i have um i, I use it as multi-purpose mm. so i have the original gravels they're 37s on it and then yeah. i also bought 28 so i have separate rims and i bought 28 uh slicks for road cycling. Right. So it's not like the lightest bike by any means, but I can do both. It feels hardy. I don't panic when I go over bumps or rocks or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But I've fallen in love with it and um, it's been a wonderful journey, but it's had its, (laughs) it's had its challenges too, because there's maintenance about it that I wasn't, that I'm not, Mm -hmm. that I'm not, that I'm not, not used to yet. And there's, you know, this, there's, there's costs associated with it and wanting to upgrade and, problem anyway so it's been it's been a it's been a ride but i love cycling i fall i've fallen in love with it and uh i'm looking forward to seeing where my cycling journey continues well let's talk about those issues with your bike the maintenance issues because i want to say marianne because being in the space of cycling for the last 20 years and having my women's cycling club for 14 i could tell you there's probably some main things that I see all the time. Um, if it comes, mm-hmm. if it, if you're talking about just like the bike, but so let, so let me help you. What's, yes, what's can going we, on? Can, okay. So <laughs> one thing you definitely couldn't have helped, helped me with, um, but we, we can talk about the other stuff too. So <laughs> I want to talk about, we're, you know, two months into cycling. I'm in love with it. Overreached with this ride anyway. Um, oh. So, had my gravel tires on. Uh, again, it was the first summer of the pandemic. I decided to go do this like 75K ride in the middle of nowhere, leaving from middle of nowhere. I'm trying to remember where, where it was. You're by yourself? By myself. Oh, I love doing everything by myself. Most things okay. by myself. It's great. Um, I'm like that too. <laughs> so I parked by this community center and I'm ready to go for the day. And I had this feeling that the day was going to be off. You know that when you get in your bike, I'm like, I don't feel great. My gears weren't switching correctly. I don't know what I'm doing. I've had my bike for two months, right? <laughs> and the but this gears aren't switching correctly. And I'm about, I think 20, 30K. I'm in no cell service, really, backcountry road. And I flip, yeah. my, bike o- flip my bike over and like, at- like detach the wheel, put it back on. They had a flat or you just checking the brakes. Uh, I was just checking like the gears because it wasn't switching. It was skipping. I was like, what's happening? Put it back on, get on my bike, giant crunch. Um, derailleur snaps off. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) That's happened to me. Oh shit. In shock. No, no. I tried to text some bike friends being like, what do I do? It barely goes through. And this angel of this old man just drives up two minutes uh, after my derailleur snaps was he on his tractor <laughs> no he's in like his old beat up pickup truck <laughs> goes back to his house grabs some cord cords we're in the middle of covid start of covid right so like find my mask put it on i'm like can sir can you drive me back to my car please right because i'm just about to burst into tears um angel drives me back it's like a half hour drive back I get out of my car and I 
burst into tears at this community center. I get naked and take my take my jersey off. I'm changing. He's like, thank you. No, <laughs> specifically, this man is gone. This guy, yeah. <laughs> I, I look like this. I look like this idiot crying. Uh, add this. I hope someone was watching, taking my clothes off. Get, I didn't care because I was so upset. I thought I broke my bike. Thought I broke it. Oh. So bring it, bring it back to Bushaka, and they call me back a couple days later. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's gonna be so expensive. They say, okay, there was a problem with the um, with the frame, and the through axle wasn't threading properly. We have to replace your frame. It was a, def- a defect. What? Not your fault. Oh my God. So my through axle wasn't, wasn't threading all the way through. And then I don't understand all the mechanics of it, but you would, but it wasn't threading all the way through. So I thought it'd gone all the way through when I put it back on and something got caught and then, or the, not the derailleur, the, the hanger snapped, sorry, the hanger snapped. Yeah. 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 More specific. Anyway, that was defective. That little guy, the, the derailleur, the through, the through axle on the frame was defective. Okay. So I got a brand new frame <laughs> within two, three months of owning this bike. Nice. So instantly, okay, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's fabulous. Good, good start. And then realizing maybe I shouldn't go to random places alone in the, <laughs> in, the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And that fir- first season brought on multiple flats. Um, I burst my tire uh, before I descended Blair Hill, which is a very aggressive hill on the Ottawa side. Yeah. Luckily, I <laughs> uh, just had like multiple issues. I learned how to change flats all year. So again, I learned a lot that season. Second season, not as bad. And then this season mm-hmm. started. So I'm just like jumping ahead to all the problems. Uh-huh. I'm sure. um, this season started second ride. It's a windy day. I'm an idiot. Um, I'm on the pathway <laughs> along the river. Get on my bike after taking a ni- nice picture of Parliament Hill. Uh, go to take a picture. Uh, get back on my bike. And between the wind and my balance, I just fall over. It wasn't going fast. Fall over. Uh-huh. Um, rim destroyed. Not good. <gasps> Wobbled. Terrible. Actually, I'm going to show it to you. I have- oh, my God. Really? Oh my gosh. Everybody, can... you got to go on YouTube to watch this. That is crazy. You you just fell over and did I just that? fell over and did this, right? That's bad, right? Someone said it looked like I hit a got hit by a yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, or or got like twisted in a crack on the ground or something. You know what I mean? Like nope. it's just like right? fell Holy over. Sh- needed new handlebars also. My handlebars were destroyed. Uh rode home on that thing like 2 kilometers. <laughs> Oh my God! How'd you how'd you ride home on that safely Be- and slowly? Because of the the like the brakes and the um like I would imagine the um, the, the disc, disc brake, brake would went, make went through. The disc brake was totally fine, but the wheel kept hitting against the yeah, frame because yeah, yeah. it's so bent out. But I was able to ride home. My handlebar was like crushed in. It was anyway, so I haven't had greatest luck with my bike, hence the I'm sorry, it's a very long story to say that's a very love. <laughs> I love it and it doesn't love me much. Back. I'm sure there's probably a couple listeners here who have like, yeah, I can kind of relate to you and my experience. Is this oh normal? Okay, more, no, more importantly. I don't think so. Yeah, can you give me some more context on this kind of stuff? Like, is this <laughs> me? Is this my fault? Like, what is tell me more about like I guess accidents or defects or just bad oh luck with a bike. Marianne, I wish I could. I wish I could uh, give you some light on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think of some of the stuff that's happened to me. But I can only like say a remember last 10 years. But because <laughs> it's been like 20. But I started with mountain biking and um, you know, I didn't know much until I started really getting into the club and doing clinics mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And then having like that derailleur hanger, it happened to me, like mm-hmm. it snapped. But the thing is that I think the reason why is because I did a really stupid thing on my bike and did like I was going to go jump over this little curb. And <laughs> instead, I hit it dead on. <laughs> And I did an endo over the front and my bike went like this right on the derailleur side. 
So it smacked on the door. <laughs> it was just, it was right after I finished teaching a clinic. There's some ladies beside me and I'm like, do do all, all, you know, all like, you know, cool and everything. And that was so were you showing anyway. off? Were you showing oh, off? Well, well, probably yes. Yeah. And then anyways, yeah, yeah. anyways, so that happened. So that's what I figure happened to me because my bike went up and down onto the cement on the derailleur. So I think my derailleur mm. hanger bent because that's the little piece that is separate from your frame and your derailleur. It's what attaches your derailleur to your frame. It's so, <clears> your, so, it's so your derailleur doesn't, it's so your, it's to save your derailleur, right? Like that's the yeah. point of it. Okay. Yeah. So if something's going to happen, that little hanger will snap and not your derailleur or like if your derailleur mm. breaks and you know, it doesn't affect your frame. It's kind of like separate. So it's like, and so, and so two weeks after I was doing some hill repeats and, you know, and you've, you're like full on cranking and it just snapped right off. So luckily, unlike you, I was in Gatineau (laughs) on a hill and I just turned around. I was like, what the hell? This is the first time it happened to me. And I just cruised down to the, the light. In town and stood there and go, hey, could somebody help me? <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. anyways, some nice person helped me, shortened my chain. Oh, good. So, okay. Yeah. So that's what you would do. You take mm. the derailleur off and just put in your bag, shorten your chain. So you have to take your, you know, break your chain, take like five inches out and shorten it and make it one speed and then bike home. So that's so what you, you saying- would do. So you're saying don't rely on an old man in an old car. Well, in up. your instance, like I had to, you had to <laughs> next time around, you'll, you know, you take one of my clinics and learn how to, to break your chain, shorten it, and then you will be able to bike back to your car at least. I feel like you would be proud because so I don't have that those tools in my bag, but I, of course I have like, I always switch out the proper tube. Um, yeah. I, have a, I have a patch kit for both the tire and the tube. I have like the levers. I think I have a tool uh-huh. in there. Have nothing to do with the chain, but at least I feel like I'm more prepared than a lot of people. <laughs> no? Well, yes? Yeah, no, you are. I mean, everybody should be bringing like certain tools. The only thing mm-hmm. you're missing is like your chain links. Mm-hmm. And depending on what your multi-tool looks like, it to have like a chain break on there. So you can... Mm-hmm break your chain and use those links to shorten it. Un- unless you have a, sh- a link in there already, then you just take, then you just break your chain and, and shorten your chain. I would you- love to learn that from you. I yeah, love- take my bike maintenance clinic. It's one of the best, <laughs> sorry, it's one of the best. Um, but I, I go over all those things, like everything you should have in your bike bag. I think that, and I even added, um, a truing tool for your disc brake because if yes, you were to I bend that one of your yeah. emails i saw that in one of your videos too yeah, yeah 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 so if you were if you had fallen and bent that disc you would not be able to get it through your brakes unless you re- you remove them can i can i ask you and yeah. i'm just thinking about this so there's nothing that i like less than being treated like a damsel in distress <laughs> That's why you need to learn. (laughs) That's what I mean. Is there something, okay, is there something about, I have to say most people are very nice. And something I like to talk about in my podcast though is like there's still this imbalance of like men and women and um, I don't want to call it a power struggle or what what that might be, but there's there's a superiority almost in in men and some male cyclists. There's a lot of like (sighs) very... Am I under? Okay. There's no, a lot of like, hitting, yeah, there's mm. a lot of very elitist, well, elitist very well off <laughs> people who, who have very expensive bikes, who just like think that they are, I don't know, I'm, I'm maybe I'm speaking out of term here who just like always feel like they're in the tour de France. And it's just like, I don't know, it's such a turnoff. It's such a weird anyway, but it oh, is. It's, I saw it's, a guy. I saw a guy the other day. I'm on the. I'm on the the parkway when it's shut down. This guy fully. Nothing wrong with being fully kitted out, looking like it. This guy hit a goose because <gasps> because he didn't slow. First of all, he didn't slow down. I'm very passionate about this. He didn't slow down, 
and he like barely went around it so he like hit its tail there was feathers everywhere i think the goose was fine and i like like me and my friends screamed at him because he could have you just don't like like sometimes you can't yeah. avoid hitting the <clears throat> animal but he had so much opportunity to slow down to go around it and he was just in his little like mind just powering forward and hit the poor goose because he feels like he's, he's just racing on the parkway anyway I know. that's just like a that's just the tip of the iceberg for me and no i'm totally with you i could rant all day about people <laughs> like that seriously like first of all it's 20 kilometers an hour on the bike mm. it is not a bike path it's a multi-purpose path there are everybody goose geese mm -hmm. babies you got strollers you got grandmas you got everybody on there people like that should not be close to a bike path i freaking mm -hmm. hate people and i and those are the people that scream by you when you're on your bicycle and startle you and don't even say passing or nothing they just think they fucking own the whole road i am totally there like mm -hmm. I I hate saying the word hate <laughs> I really dislike mm -hmm. that kind of attitude when it comes to cyclists like I've been cycling mm -hmm. a long time and yeah. the thing is 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 proper etiquette is proper respect um you know say passing like on like your you left on your left on your left yeah, yeah you know like if you're going that fast you should not be on that path period you should be on the parkway doing okay, your time so, trial. So I just wanted to point out it was on the parkway when it was closed, but still there was a ton oh, of- yeah, seriously. But there was still a ton of geese around. And then again, same bike ride. I'm with about four women. We're at one of the lights, I think at Island Park. Do you yeah. know that light? So you're on that one. So to explain, if you're not from Ottawa, there's a, they shut down an entire road, really an entire nice. parkway. 20 kilometers. Well, sorry. Yeah, 20, 10 kilometers one way. I think love yeah love it anyways yeah and um <coughs> we, we were at the light and it just took me a second a second for my brain to understand the so the light had turned green on the right side and it was like le red on the anyway we were supposed to go it took us a second to be like oh we have to go and this man like screams screams by us he's like it was green and he like yelled at us for no reason just because it took us like two seconds to be like oh we have to go it just, yeah, you're on a Sunday ride, like chill, man. There's just so much ego, and it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to go down this path, but there's so much ego. There is. Got no we, pike. Got no park is so is so bad for it too. But there's so many wonderful people who just like love being outside, who love pushing themselves. But like, check your ego. Like, put it aside. We're just all here to have like enjoy and I'm just, I'm just like I did this little podcast episode about smiling, saying hi, mm -hmm. a little wave, you know, like. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never too serious to smile at someone. You know mm. what I mean? Even if you're passing or say hi or whatnot, you know, like I know I go in there and I'm feeling cringy and I don't want to fucking say hi to anybody. But the th <laughs> there, are, there are days when I'm like that. Yeah, but yeah. then there are days where I'm like, hey, hi, you know, like a little wave. And, and you know what? It's just like, um, you know, I'm sure it makes somebody's day. It makes my day, makes me mm. happier. And, um, you know, there's not just guys like that. There are women like that, too. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you know, bike by like they own the freaking road. And you're just like, you know, what? I don't know who you are, but and I don't care if you're trying to break some sort of segment on Strava. But like, seriously, like, I smile even when I'm trying to break a segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> True. <to call> me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out here with a purpose to get faster and like, God damn, Betty beat my time. <laughs> now I gotta go up here and pass, you know? Like. I, I, I'm also talking a lot about how many things I don't like. So this is a great podcast, very positive. <laughs> um, but I, I hid all of my stuff on Strava like a, late last year. Best thing for my mental health, the best thing. I started oh, hiding I everything, it's the best. <clears throat> oh, you mean from everybody? from everyone and it's just for myself completely for well, me you know what's nice about that Marianne's that Strava has actually done it for you you have to pay to see all all the yeah. the top whatever and I'm like perfect I don't know I don't need to know and I'm not paying for it so I didn't know you know what I mean so mm -hmm. like before you could see who 
beat your Q KOM or, you know, QOM and, and you're just like, dang, that bitch, <laughs> I gotta go beat that. But now you can't see it. So it's out of sight, out of mind. I just like, you know, you give thumbs up, you do some comments, you, you know, like you provide mm -hmm. some feedback to everybody and it's great. Like, why would I need to pay for all that extra stuff that, you know, like people get too crazy about that. And it's sometimes it's provides like uh, an unsafe area. I remember there was one mm. segment in Wakefield and the only time you could get this segment, like truly be able to blast through, it would be like six in the morning. And because was it was it like green lights, like that kind of situation? No, it's straight or? through town. Okay. So straight through town. Mm -hmm. So you have to blast through the stop sign. Like <laughs> literally I'm like, oh, I'm so close to beating it. I'm like, when did this chick do it? Because it was so fast. And, and I'm like, okay, the only time I could ever get this is like early in the morning when nobody's on the road, you know? Right. So it's yeah. like stupid shit like that. Or if <laughs> like there shouldn't be, okay. There should not be segments and stoplights. There's, oh, yeah. there's a segment that again, um, maybe why I'm not on it anymore. Cause it was a little bit on, uh, it was a little unhealthy for me. It can be very <laughs> healthy and, and welcoming for people. For me, it doesn't work. It didn't work at the time. Yeah. So, um, there was a segment, it was on, was that on Sussex either way, oh. but, it looks, but it starts at like a roundabout. And I, I think I got like second or third in the segment and I was trying to beat it, but like you there can't be any traffic it like starts at a roundabout so you have to plow through the roundabout and then just give her slightly up a hill for like a quarter of a kilometer and it's a really good push but like i find myself maybe not being the safest yeah because of uh -huh. it. that's not okay <clears throat> that is not safe and that is just not um that doesn't like that doesn't put that doesn't make cyclists look good that does yeah. not make us look good mm -hmm. right yeah. So and I totally so I, agree. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've talked a lot about things that I dislike. Strava. Men. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So who here as a listener can totally relate to some of those things, you know, like your buddy. Oh my god, I've got a, you know, I've got these segments or this Strava's. Strava's great. I love watching mm. it like I said and I'm so glad that they they put some of these stuff under, you know, VIP lock and key, you know, you, just, you have to pay for it now. I'm like, fabulous. But, um, and uh, yeah, cause especially when you talk to somebody who talks specifically about these specific, you know, like mm -hmm. segments that they, they're going to go work on. I'm just like, that's really bad for your training, first of all, and your mental state. So yeah, I'm totally with you, but, um, so, hey, let's talk about your outdoors stuff. Cause oh, sure, yeah. let's just, because we both yeah. live in the same area and we can mm. just like talk at nausea, you guys. So, <laughs> so you can like <laughs> visually picture how beautiful our space is. Cause I know there's lots of beautiful spaces in, in North America, but mm. Chelsea happens to, or the Gatineau Park happens to be one mm. um, really uh, amazing place that's very, very close to a major metropolis. Well, I don't know if Ottawa's was a metropolis, but big city, the, the capital of Canada. Um, and um, yeah, and it's new, nicely accessible to a lot of people. So, so what's your experience? Like you're sure you have your, uh, your podcast is wrapped mm -hmm. around. Let's going outside. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. outside. Um, uh, just to go back for a second. So I moved to Ottawa eight and a half years ago. Okay. I'm from Southern Ontario, super flat farmland, mm. grew up on a farm. Always, mm. lo always loved the out outdoors, you know, just played outside a lot, but we're Southern Ontario, Tilbury. Do you know where Tilbury is No. near, near Windsor, Windsor, Chatham oh, okay. area. I so grew up on a farm time. too. Where's that? Wormstown. I don't know what that is. Where's Montreal? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I knew I liked you. It's because we're both farm kids. We're both farm girls. What, what kind of farming did you do? Uh, so uh, my dad still has it. Uh, a couple hundred acres of cash crop. So like beans. Oh, beans. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind yeah, of stuff. We had a hog farm. Oh wow! Two thousand, two thousand pigs. It's small. 
well, I know it sounds big, but it's small in comparison to some hog farms. But mm. yeah, I mean, for our farm, it was only 80 acres. And the other mm. stuff was like we had beef cows <clears throat> and some cash crops. But uh, typically they're all ours. So, but yeah, yeah. hog farming. Yeah. 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 My dad, you know, grew, like before that they had hogs and cows and everything. But that was way before my time. So, yeah. Um, but there's something about growing up on a farm that you you just love, you know, that it's, it's part of it. You know, I grew up picking rocks from the fields. Mm -hmm. I grew up hoeing weeds. So I was, you know, I, I love saying this. I grew up like, um, spearfishing in the creek down the, down the road. Right. So I always, <laughs> I always grew up just like, like a, like a tomboy, right. Just doing a lot of, um, yeah, just playing connecting in the in nature and playing. Yeah. And just playing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it comes from. And then I started hiking, I think a little bit seriously when I moved to Ottawa, fell in love with Gatineau Park. And then over, over time, it's so funny. And I think you could attest to this too. You start to meet people, you start to meet people in the outdoors. Uh, and then you start be to become more serious about different sports. You start trying different things. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to like trying new things and then falling in love with it. So it started with hiking, did some, started doing some trail running. I'm not very fast, but uh, hiking fell in love with it. That's what led to like Kilimanjaro and, and Everest base camp, which was incredible life-changing experiences. When did you go there? Like to, to Ooh, Nepal? Five, five years ago. I went with okay. uh, Dream Mountains. So it was, a, it was okay. fundraising and it was a really cool experience, but Everest Base Camp was life-changing. How'd you find it? Um, side, I, went, side bar I was for, there 25 bar. years ago. Oh, so very different, but cool. Like, <clears throat> is there anything cooler <clears throat> than being surrounded by the highest peaks in the world we so i didn't get to base camp but we're mm. at calipatar so oh, that's cool that's the last i guess guest house before you head into the mm -hmm. ice fields and we went up calipatar so i don't know if you did that calipatar but no calipatar is higher than base camp i think I think so because yeah. um you have to trek like it looks really good you have to trek up there and then you get the 360 mm. of the whole um like mountain range and that was like because they we said you know should we go to base camp they're like it's about 5k that way and the trail isn't that um apparent <laughs> so mm. like, you can go and get lost in the ice fields, or you could go straight up there. And you can see it from. Mm. <laughs> so that's what we did, and then um, and then we head over to Gorik Shep, which was mm. across another ice field, and um, and okay, Marianne, you'll die about it. I gotta listen to your story, but you'll die about this. So this was mm. um, November '95. Okay, November '95. And that when we cross over to the other valley to go down, like, cause there's two trails to go up to base camp, like up to the top, <clears throat> um, on that side, they had a freak snowstorm for 36 mm. hours. Mm -mm. It snowed. Like I'm not even shitting you five feet, five feet. Like it was higher than the yaks. It was crazy. We got stuck there. And there was a, um, a group of, um, Japanese tourists that were in our same guest house and they just, their leader decided to go down into the valley to start hiking out. And that night, I guess they, their guest house was taken out by an avalanche. It was no, like, it, no, it was a no, national no. disaster. People couldn't get out. We were stuck there for like six days. I think we had I'm to. So sorry, that was that. That must have been traumatizing. Well, it was traumatizing finding out afterwards. Okay, this is also mm. the time when like Quebec was going through the referendum. Same thing. We are stuck in there. Our parents hadn't heard from us, and um, <clears throat> and we literally had. We didn't know if we we're gonna get out. We had to, we went into, we did a lottery. So there's about 60 people up there. Like there is another group, American group um, from the States. And so we put our names and we drew our names at, in a lottery to see who got out first. Like basically like we were, and when we heard an airplane, like a helicopter, then we'd all line up and we'd basically see if we are 
how many people would get on that helicopter. It was crazy. That makes my heart just, I know that you're safe now, but like that. I know, like our parents would be like, what? Our kids are up there. There's avalanches. People are dying. Yeah, it was like, it was crazy. Um, Yeah. What, you know, it's quite different now in that trail you're talking about that was, you know, that's very obvious now it's 25 years later, but would you ever go back? I, you know, I, I think about that a lot because I love hiking. I haven't done nearly enough in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. last couple of years, last 10 years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm always like every year I'm like, I want to go hiking, camping, hiking, you know, like hiking and camp, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm like, where do you do that besides Lake Placid around here? And <laughs> I'm actually going, to, I'm going in a couple of weeks. Are you going to Lake Placid? I'm going to, add a, uh. yeah, I'm going to go hike big slide. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, so I used to do a lot of that. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, it'd be so amazing to go back and Mm. see what it's like, like hiking up, like I can just, I I envision it. Like it's still so fresh. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and back then, Marianne, I did not have a Gore-Tex jacket. Mm -hmm. I did not have like a fancy neoprene, Mm -hmm. not neoprene, but like, um, you know, like uh, Merino, Merino wool, Merino wool yeah, and yeah. all this fancy equipment. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, a yak wool sweater mm-hmm. and I'm sure I had some sort of jacket mm-hmm. and that's what we hiked with. Like, you know, it was, it was just mm-hmm. sort of so rustic. I mean, we didn't go with, um, we, it was my, my boyfriend at the time we, we hiked up, up there. And, um, so we just had our backpacks. We didn't have like a, a group or anything. I think you should try it again. It's a different experience <clears throat> now. And, you know, Everest is like, you know, more popular than ever. And they're putting limitations yeah. on it too to hike Everest. But um, I don't think I don't think I'd ever want to go. I don't, again? Think I, I don't think I'd ever want to hike Everest. I would never want to hike Everest. I would go yeah. back to the Himalayas though for sure. It's yeah. an exquisite experience. It's like <clears> this. <throat> but like what you went through actually the year before um, friends of mine in the same because the, the group I went with, um, it kind of, they cycled through Kilimanjaro, Everest Base Camp, and Machu Picchu. But the oh, last okay. group that was supposed to go to, that went to Everest Base Camp, they were in um, Kathmandu about to hike, and there was that massive earthquake, what was it, like five, six years ago? <gasps> oh, yeah. A bunch, of pe- a bunch of people died, and like Kathmandu, there's were, there were so much damage in Kathmandu. Everyone lived from, from the group, but my friend describes, remember, like sitting in the hotel room and it was like there's this massive earthquake and the bed is shaking and they were just super grateful that they were in Kathmandu they were very grateful <laughs> that they weren't in the mountain so yeah natural does anyway so that's that's kind of um to not to wrap this up in a bow but like that's a part of what we do in nature is you can't mm-hmm. control a lot of these things and we can only be and that includes cycling you can only yeah. be so prepared and there's some things that you cannot control whether it's a bear running in front of you whether it's horrible weather whether it's you know an earthquake a mudslide a, that's almost i don't want to say that's part of it but like that's just nature being nature and we're just a part of it right yeah and it sounds yeah. that sounds like really grim <laughs> but, t- but tell me well i you know i totally yeah Be- and i find that nowadays mm-hmm. we need to be more prepared for these kind of natural disasters Look and at i last think weekend here yeah Look at last weekend here in ottawa <clears throat> mm-hmm. right that's a perfect example but and i find that being able to go out into nature and then survive out there i mean you don't have to do crazy stuff like i don't know if you're watching these shows call alone you have to no, watch I haven't. Google alone. It's alone. like six series. They drop, you have to qualify. Mm-hmm. They drop people off at like a beach and you have to do the last one left standing wins. So it's survival. You have to be able to like fish, make your, make fire, make your own, um, uh, house, like not house, mm-hmm. but like, um, a, I want to say accommodations. <laughs> shelter, you have to make your shelter. own shelter. Thank shelter, you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so you have to survive. So these, a lot of these people are kind of survivalists of some sort and level. And so it's so interesting to watch mm-hmm. them 
go through all this preparation and then actually survival. You know, the longest one lasted 72 days. Nope. Um, as much think, as <laughs> then it becomes a mental after like 20 yeah. days and you finish like building and taking Build care a hotel of by that point. You should be yeah. fine after that point. <laughs> yeah. You should be good after that. It's like, do, how right? much do I love being by myself? Yeah. Um, yeah. So as someone at like, that's, it's funny you say that because as much as I love the outdoors <laughs> and like love pushing myself and, you know, I'm not trained for it now, but like a 12, 13 hour hike in the Adirondacks and all, mm -hmm. all those beautiful things that you just push yourself and you're at your edge and you're at your limit, right? I also love like a cozy bed. I love a good shower. Mm -hmm. I love getting a burrito. I love like, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a princess too. And I feel like I need to toughen up a little bit, but the older I get, the more I just love a good sleep. <laughs> I just love sleeping. Yeah, there's something <laughs> to be said about that for sure. Right? right yeah so, yeah i could uh yeah i could appreciate that just like i just want a good night's sleep Blah. right <laughs> yeah um but uh, even like sorry back to our conversation about ottawa and gatineau it's just like a it's oh a yeah mecca. that's right sorry, sorry <laughs> it's a ottawa mecca <laughs> it is a mecca for outdoor activity we have all the seasons um oh my favorite new thing it's at the top almost at the top of the list with hiking cross-country skiing love cross-country skiing skate skiing it's the best it is the coolest sport i've ever done it's hard hardest thing i've ever done in my life um fell in love yeah. with cycling a couple of years ago um sometimes go rock climbing absolutely like mm. are um, you just still rock climb like outside yeah for, i don't go by myself but <clears> i have friends that that um i go of with course a few you times don't want to go season. by myself no no chance for me anyway um but really really enjoy rock climbing it's a whole other thing it's a whole other yeah. pace than cycling it's a whole other pace than hiking it's a whole other it's all like it's very mental um and very much like a puzzle that you slowly put together compared to cycling and you're killing it and you're going like 80 kilometers an hour right <laughs> it's like a very different meditative experience but very we, slow and methodical yes we, so yeah. we have all of, you know, we have these parkways that shut down. It's very friendly towards cyclists and outdoor lovers mm -hmm. and hikers and the trails are maintained beautifully. So I think that we live in like one of the meccas for mm -hmm. outdoor experience other than like out west, you know, Canmore, Banff, out in Vancouver. Like I would say that this is one of the coolest places and accommodating places for outdoor lovers and outdoor sport lovers. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And we're so blessed that we have, oh, by the way, Chelsea isn't just about the Nordic spa, which I hate everybody. It's like, you oh, Chelsea. It? No, no. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, the Nordic spa. Like, no, you're the Gatineau park. <laughs> it's, it's actually, uh, I'm, I'm sure you it's noticed taken this taken over the Gatineau park, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the, the <clears throat> amount of people who have, I love it though. Um, it's a love hate, um, I love how many people who've, who've discovered the outdoors. I hate how many people who don't understand how to respect the outdoors. Oh, that's mm. something that, um, I'm it's trying to get into that either. <laughs> to talk about. Uh, but I, yeah, but at the, at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and, and what you do, but, um, we have some really good leaders in the community who are able to, uh, to help with that mm. and inform. So, yeah, but I, I just love living in this area and it would take a lot for me to ever have to, to move away. I know you should move over to Chelsea. Do you have a, do you have an extra room? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> wait, you ex wait, you expect a single woman to buy a house or move. I know, I know. <laughs> in this like, economy, a yeah, self-employed woman to move in this economy and like, yeah, no, it just, it's too much right now. I'm waiting for the market to crash. I'm one of those millennials that's waiting for it to just. Do you have the, the, the savings ready for the house to pop up? Like, I do have a down payment. I can definitely put a down payment. Yeah. Down. So yeah, you're yeah. going to be smart. You're going to be one of the smart ones. And about a year, you'll be able to find a pretty nice place. I bet. I also you just found have out. to wait it, wait it out, <laughs> wait it out. I've said this so many times on my podcast, <clears throat> let's take the, let's take this outside, <clears throat> which I'm plugging. Um, I've said it so many times that I imagine I'm going to like, 
I don't know if I, hopefully I would, I'm going to be with someone who wants to share that with me one day, but I would, I want to be one of those uh, 70 year olds who lives in Gatineau park, mm. who uh, is just tootling along, living the dream for the rest of their life. Like that's, that's how I imagine my life going. That's how I, if I could predict anything. Yeah. There's lots of those around here. I live in best. a, yeah, well, I live in a little village that there are, been people here for 80 years since it like I think since it like the first house was <laughs> built here like 80 years old like these are some of the lady like the the older ladies that are still around here you're in but, Chelsea yeah I'm in farm point so farm point, farm point is close to Wakefield so it's mm. you know like Chelsea is like 18 20 kilometers long mm. is along the Gatineau River and um so I'm at the very end um, and then there's La Peche, which is the next mm. municipality and Wakefield. So I'm very, I'm like four kilometers from Wakefield. So that's kind of where I hang, um, in that village and bike there and enjoy mm. like all the amenities over there. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a really nice place. And if you can get yourself here, <laughs> don't ever <laughs> let it go. And we can even <clears throat> dive in quickly. We can dive into the cycling opportunities, mm. yeah, mountain biking, gra gravel biking, um, yeah. so much like you can literally fat biking. What, what am I missing? Unicycle. There's a guy in a <laughs> unicycle. In oh, Gatineau yeah. Park. Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <Friend of> mine. <laughs> so like no matter how many wheels, like there's so many, again, I could just brag about this place all the time. Um, you can do every kind of biking here in, in such a, in such a, mm. a, a good way. There's so much opportunity, right? Yeah. That's what, that's why I love where we are. Cause we are right beside the road. We are like across the highway from the park. So mountain biking, mm -hmm. snowshoeing, cross country skiing, mm -hmm. um, and downhill skiing. Let's not forget that. Mm -hmm. We got like four hills within like 10 minute drive. And that's like unheard of. I, I love that part because I'm not a cross country skier. Mm -hmm. I'm a downhiller. That's okay. That's <laughs> all right. We can be friends still. That's all right. Yeah, I know. We can, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. But so, and that's another thing that um, it just, it's, it's so great to be able to just be at a ski hill like in minutes from your house, mm -hmm. um, beyond, you know, beyond pristine road, mountain bike, dirt road, gravel, like you said, um, you explore out in Carleton place. I am out in, you know, uh, Northern Quebec here, which is probably as scary because it's like cottage country slash farming country slash who knows who else is living out there, which I don't want to think about. But you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. as a sing, uh, you know, like, as a you know, solo cycling woman going out to these, uh, you know, vast <laughs> areas. Like I did mm -hmm. that last weekend, and um, and my girlfriend saying, you know, it's really good to have like a partner to bike with out in the mm -hmm. gravel because, like, you experienced. What if something happens? Really mm -hmm. lucky that you had that guy show up. Um, but I was like, yeah, you know, like, you're kind of right. Cause if you take a wrong turn and end up somewhere like, and you've got no Wi-Fi and your Google maps isn't showing up anymore. And you're <laughs> I, okay. I'm, I'm a millennial, but I'm old school. I, if I'm going to like the middle of nowhere, I will, I will physically write out directions or I'll like print out a map. Yeah. Well, bringing a map is really smart because mm -hmm. that's, you know, something that's never going to change. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I, it's mm. funny because I, <clears throat> I think maybe you could probably relate to this, but I learn a lot of things the hard way. <laughs> a lot of things that I have learned in nature <laughs> is either from my own mistakes or people close to me mistakes. Oh, this yeah, <laughs> in the past. So, um, but yeah, knock on wood, make sure that that doesn't become yeah. like a fatal mistake. <laughs> yeah, but I'm super, but I'm super grateful. And it's been, uh, yeah, again, everything I've done is, um, but I'm so much better for it and the way I layer now when I hike or the way what I pack when I'm mm. biking or I'm, I'm assuming soon I will be getting something for my for my chain for my bike. Thanks to you. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Your chain uh, links. <laughs> can you um, soon could we please can you help me with hills? 
Could you mm -hmm. help me with that? Hey, I am Ashley. Here's <laughs> all of our listeners. So for the listeners in Ottawa, I am I'm organizing Thursday morning hill repeat session. Uh -huh. So it's six thirty in the morning. I love early mornings. Huge fan. P three. P three is the info center um, mm -hmm. leading into the Gatineau Park at the very entrance near Hull. Um, so it's funny. I started this morning, actually, Marianne, and I had a bunch of women who were interested and da da da. Mm -hmm. And I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah. one of the things you should never look at is the weather. Just if mm -mm. you're going to commit, just commit and show up. It's, you know, dress appropriately. You're going to have a good time. There's so no that, such thing as, sorry. Yeah, just, no, no, you're going to say it. There's no say such it. thing as bad weather. It's just bad layers. Yeah, bad clothing. Bad clothing. And yeah. um, and so then all of a sudden, like in the morning or like late last night, oh, I can't. Oh, I saw the weather. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's gonna be slick and and slippery. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, ladies, yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. I said, hey. so I show up. <laughs> Nobody showed up. It I was saw gorgeous. That on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was gorgeous. It like. The only thing I was, I was upset about, I was like, I put my bike on the back and it was wet. The seat was wet. The hands, mm. I'm like, well, whatever. Um, oh, I yeah. can drive to P3. <clears throat> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, you can, but yeah. make sure you know how to get there because, um, they oh, used I know. To have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used yeah. to have a direct road, but now, uh, Gamlet, like you can park at the end of it. And that's what I did. And I just biked. The bike they have a bike path to the mm -hmm. parking lot um because i'm not quite sure it's like roundabout and anyways mm -hmm. it's confusing um so i showed up and i was like hey you know and i you know i'm just like when you go and commit commit don't look at your phone just make sure you're prepared and show up and you'll have the most amazing coaching session ever <laughs> free by the way is it free i was like hey first of all do i have to be part of your group do i have no. to i'm like after this i'm like i think i should be paying charging you this. should be charging people okay thursday mornings at 6 30. okay <laughs> i'm gonna drive i know okay. see i'm not driving i'm gonna ride it's a 20 30 minute ride from my place good warm-up yeah and then i'll be warmed up by the time i get there yeah you just gotta count for some of the little hills going up there but you know, and that and that was the thing, you know. Um, and so, <laughs> short of like being all snitty about it, I was like, you know, I I woke up early. I had a crap sleep. Like, mm -hmm. I'm out here doing hill repeats. You know, yeah. What are you girls doing? So, anyways, but I mean, that's just one of those things. And uh, and I I realized that you know not everybody's committed to you know getting better but you have to show up and do certain things to to get better on cycling yeah. like showing up is showing up is number one yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm so. uh okay i will commit to at least trying it once how about this i will commit to that <laughs> at least once and maybe it might be a regular thing but having other people there hmm. waiting for you makes a big difference too i find yeah i was waiting <laughs> 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 i will always be so, you know, like, but um, anyways, so that was just like the first one. I understand like it's early morning, but I just, you know, you do not want to be in the park after five, like after it is a gong show in there. Like yeah. you can, you cannot properly. Coach. I don't even like going weekend. I don't even like going on weekends anymore. I don't go weekends. <laughs> so yeah. So in the yeah. morning it is totally silent. It's closed. It's mm. usually just us that are there that early. And then people start trickling in seven o'clock, 7.30, like as we're finishing. And um, yeah, and then you have the whole place to yourself. You don't have to worry about, you know, running into other people or having, you know, another 20 person group on the hill, same as you. Um, so for me, it's safety as well. And it's just, so busy like i was there like tuesday night i'm like oh my god <laughs> like yeah. it was still close but you have these huge groups of people and you know like you're talking about the you know the the person's 
speeding past you and you know yelling like, and yeah. Uh, yeah i'm just like not into this <laughs> yeah and and to be honest my i figured out my prime energy for like mm -hmm. working and productivity and working out it's like 6 a.m to 10 a.m that's all you get yeah. and then it's all downhill from there so <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your podcast because i sure, sure, you know sure. i'd love to like plug that of course so let's yeah, yeah, take yeah, this course. outside um before we we close yeah, it up i have to work i have to work, I have to work I know, again we gotta sorry work. um but yeah so tell me how sure. you, you decided to put your podcast together because i love sure. to hear other stories of you know yeah yeah, yeah. podcasters so um <clears throat> to give some backstory i was in radio for over 12 years mm -hmm. um locally i got laid off about a year just over a year ago um and just decided to go into voiceover work and a friend of mine he owns a podcast company called the sound off network and he said oh. so we were doing some voice work together and he's like i think you should launch a podcast i think you would love it i'm like no and i said no for a long time because <laughs> the idea of doing that and putting because it's it's part of me is like putting my heart out there mm -hmm. right and so i finally committed to it and decided i wanted to do about the outdoors talking about people connecting to nature i narrowed down my scope so essentially it's about talking to athletes outdoor professionals and scientists about their connection to nature and that's mm. what it's all about so i've interviewed everyone from uh, a man named adam schultz who is a mm. um who who is a writer like a canadian writer who was like a canoeist who was like canoed across like the the arctic circle i've interviewed a woman named ruby west she's an up-and-coming do you know ruby or do you know of ruby i think i've i think she was one of the ones i saw on your podcast she's now on the canadian track cycling team but oh. she's one of, or she's one I, I believe so or she's going for it but she's like one of the best uh like gravel cyclists for her age in mm. canada super cool loved ruby so people like that i just interviewed a professor about um a professor of like leisure studies uh gordon walker talking about um why we connect to nature and if it's like a psychological a basic psychological need so mm -hmm. i just get to have these really cool conversations with people and it's been actually i'm going to brag for a second it's first week of release it hit hit number three in wilderness in canada on like the podcast oh. charts that's awesome so yeah it w yeah so like it clearly is resonating with people um i oh i have people like ray zahab coming up uh, oh wicked he's a good friend of mine yeah love ray i'm gonna have you on probably later <clears throat> I, i'm gonna have you on later this year um but it's not just local people i want to have international people as well mm -hmm. um but essentially it's just having conversations and taking my skills from broadcasting and taking my interview skills and yeah. combining that with my passion and honestly it is the best thing i've done for my soul i get to put my heart and something i genuinely love talking about every two weeks i get to release this and it feels like i'm just taking a piece of my heart and putting it out there. And I really appreciate everyone listening and the feedback. And um, I'm so passionate about it and I love what I do and I love that other people edit it for me. So, <laughs> but it's called, let's take this outside. And I release bi-weekly. There's a bunch of episodes up there right now. You can find on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, like, and let's take this outside.ca is the website for more, so. Wow. And yeah. you know, I can totally relate with the um, just meeting and talking with some extraordinary people because that's how I feel um, when I interview mm -hmm. like individuals for for my podcast, like uh, cycling. Like, there's so many like really mm. cool things wrapped around cycling that I had no clue about, you know, and I just love the being able to uh, bring those as well, just like you. So with that, everyone, I hope you guys as listeners have enjoyed our banter back and forth because that's basically <laughs> what it's about, right? Um, and since Marianne's local to me, we should definitely like maybe mm -hmm. get together and do some IG lives or something. Um, I would love and, that. And so make sure that you follow her. So her podcast is let's take this outside.ca. Um, and um, Instagram. So it's M. Well, I'll put all her, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. all her uh, handles in the show notes, as well as don't forget to follow um, this podcast on Instagram at Secrets from the Saddle Podcast. And 
sign up for our my cycling newsletter that I'm putting out now. So it has uh, weekly and it has the episodes from the past week and some cycling health, fitness and nutritional tips. Um, you know, just feel inspired of sharing and uh, you can get that in your inbox once a week. So with that, thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Marianne. It's been a pleasure. I know we could Continue we could probably chatting, talk for another like I'm four like, hours. Everybody's like, okay, <laughs> we got to go visit Gatno now. <laughs> Thanks yes, for having you. me. <laughs> Thanks so much, Marianne. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.